Do you live your life rock boat to rock boat? If so, then welcome aboard the Boatcast, the podcast for rock boaters by rock boaters. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome from Driving and Crying, Kevin Kinney. Welcome, sir. Good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs> and good evening. Yes. That is life on the boat. You know, you just don't That's, know what time it is. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So this is a pleasure. I'm so what happy. What happens we... on the boat happens on the boat. <laughs> Sometimes it does. And it's it's always captured in the recap video. So uh no. <laughs> so behave ish. <laughs> Kevin, thanks so much, man. This is uh your music career. I'm surprised you haven't been on the boat before. Um and I'm interested to like talk to you a little bit about who you are, about driving and crying and history. So when the boaters get to see you on the boat, they have some background and, you know, okay. um, so, you know, like, have you ever prior to this year, have you heard of the rock boat? Yes. I've been aware of the rock boat, uh, since it started, you know, oh, I mean, nice. um, you know, Andy Levine, uh, yeah. is, uh, of, of course, part of, you know, part of the Atlanta thing mm -hmm. so i'm not sure where we were back when it started and we were you know we're kind of like um you know uh driving and crying is you know we've been around since 85 yeah and we our first record came out 80 late 86 87 and our hit record was in 91 which is flaming courageous that's actually our uh our fourth record it's our fourth record and then kind of our fifth record because I had a demo before that. And then I've had, so all together we've had a dozen Driving Crime records and a dozen and ten Kevin solo records. So wild. Um, so it's a, we have like 20 albums out. Um, but we are teetering, we teeter between, uh, between, um, between the worlds. So it's, you know, we're not really part of the the Generation X, ninety nine X kind of thing. We yeah. were, we were kind of too late to the heavy to the to the poison. Um, you know, we weren't part of the poison uh, Motley Crue Cinderella thing. We were, we weren't part of the the uh, Marvelous Three, um, Sister Hazel, Edwin McCain, um, Seven Mary Three thing. We were too late for that. Too early for one, too late for other. So we we kind of just weave in between between worlds, you know. So it's we we you won't find us on any genre uh, like rock of the eighties, <laughs> rock of the nineties. No, nope. rock of. The... <laughs> so it's, 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 we kind of the good news is I, what I tell people is the good news is we created our own world. The bad news is we we created our own world. So <laughs> you know, so we kind of uh um. Yeah, we've, uh, you know, people like Soul Asylum uh, were people we toured with a lot in the early days, like in the van, you know, yeah. driving, you know, um, and uh, we were part of the early punk rock psychedelia kind of thing, you know, uh, and then we kind of gave up uh, and <laughs> made a made a hair, hair metal record right before grunge. Oh, wild. <laughs> so we kind of like, we were like, 
when, when Nirvana came and put up a fence, we're like, no, we're on your side of the fence. He's like, no, you're not. not anymore. It's like, wait, we want to get back to your side. Of the fence. Like, no, can't get can't do that. I was like, fuck. So, uh, so, um, but we've had some, you know, legend. I mean, we've influenced a lot of bands. Uh, we have a lot of, uh, you know, Straight to Hell is is a, is a song that we wrote. Uh, it's from our third record. That is you know, kind of iconic as far as a lot of bands played it in their early bands. You know, I've, it's, I've had some of the strangest people like, you know, the, what was the guy from, uh, uh, Marilyn Manson? Is he, is he, was that his, it's, I can't remember his name, but he was like, yeah, I played straight to hell when I was, you know, oh, wow. going to Florida or, <laughs> so it's, you know, we've had a lot of different, um, incarnations of, of, of what we are, but we're, we're psychedelic folk country rock band <laughs> i don't know so. so you're you're gonna fit in just perfect and that's why they have you coming on the boat mm-hmm. so. I'm, I'm glad to, you know i love sister hazel and i've always you know i've, I've i'm just you know those guys are always cool and yeah we're glad to be part of it you know it's our first time we've done outlaw cruise we did the skinner cruise okay things like that you know uh, you so, know so tell yeah, us it's... about that we we haven't had someone who's done both skinner and outlaw <laughs> what what, were, what well, was know, the experience you know, probably, for those like? You probably also haven't had somebody who opened for Leonard Skinner and Neil Young in the same year. We toured what? and we toured with Crazy Horse in the same year. So it was like, I don't think anybody's. I hope Neil Young will remember. You know, <laughs> we actually did. We actually were. Uh, that is too funny. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. So we did the first uh, Skinner cruise, which became the Outlaw Country cruise. I think eventually. Uh, or it was going to be the Blackberry Smoke Cruise, I think. I'm not sure. But, yeah, it was cool. I mean, you know, we were – back when we were – had the Flaming Courageous hit, we had another record out called it's called Smoke. It was on Geff Island Records. And then we had another record uh, we put out on Geffen Records, which was totally different and more like uh, – we made it in California, and it was kind of like a rehab record for me. It was just kind of, kind of groovy and surreal. Um, but we, you know, nobody wanted to tour with us. We, 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 you know, we asked Soundgarden, we asked, you know, we asked everybody and we were just, like I say, we were stuck between worlds and the only band that kept asking us was Skinner. And I was like, all right, I guess we're going with Skinner. So, uh, choice. <laughs> they were, you know, they were cool, man. They were like, they were, you know, they were, they played, um, guitars and they had guitar chords and they just were a regular band. It was like kind of inspiring you know to see they had no tricks they had no video screens they had no teleprompters they just were like went out there and <laughs> plugged in and then they all of a sudden it was this really kick-ass like they have a lot of great songs you know saturday night special and Ooh, that smell yeah. and and if you're ever on tour with skinner like we were for about a year uh 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 when they hit that first note of Freebird you got a free shot out of that venue with your tour bus. So, I mean, no one's leaving. So <laughs> we, it was uh, pretty, pretty easy to get out. But um, yeah, so we did the Skinner cruise. And that was, that was cool. Um, and then I did a, I think I did a Kayamo folk cruise or something yeah. like that. Nice. So you're yeah. well-versed with the, the, the atmosphere ish type of uh, on the boat and, and the and, salad and bar. Yes. yes. Salad bar. Yes. <laughs> You know, yeah. I, I had sent a message out to the Rock Boat Facebook group, 
And I said, you know, in general, what questions would you like me to ask said artists that we'll be having on? And um, someone wanted me to ask, uh, do you prefer vanilla, chocolate, or twist soft serve? Oh, I'm, I'm a strict vanilla person. Okay. <laughs> Purist. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, the first and foremost, uh, you know, me and the guys in my band, we're all music fans. And that's why yeah. we do this. We all started off as being music fans. We still go see bands all the time. I'm always out there watching bands. So I'm looking forward to seeing some bands that I haven't heard before uh, and standing in the front row for the bands that I do know. Uh, I mean, I love I love to encourage musicians. We're, we're, we're all in the same family and we're all travelers. Yeah. And uh, so I'm excited to just kind of go see everybody. And, and uh, you know, I love being a music. I love being a fan. I love standing in the back of the room and watching music and watching how it works and all that stuff. So, um, you know, uh, I hope that, you know, uh, we can, you know, I'll, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not at any, uh, disillusionment that a lot of people don't know who we are. And that's really kind of the good news. I mean, it, I mean, not a lot of people know who we are. We're a very regional band. If you live somewhere between, you know, Virginia, Florida, Texas, and, you know, in Memphis, you probably know who we are. If you live in Montana, you probably don't know who we are. Or, okay. you know, New Jersey, or, you know, we don't really go up there anymore. You know, we don't really tour anymore up there. So, you know, we're hoping that, you know, someone will give us, you know, if they see us playing, like, see us, come, oh, yeah. come check out. I think you'll be surprised. We're, we're like, we're, we're big, you know, we're like Ramones, Sabbath, the Archies, Bob yeah. Dylan, uh, Patty Smith Group. Uh, Elvis Costello. I mean, all of we; those are all of our influences. Robin Trower. Uh, it's it's a it's a hard rock, you know. But we can also do, um, you know, anything. We also do. We can also do kind of unplugged. We've been doing the unplugged thing since, you know, uh, me and Peter Buck were on unplugged in like nineteen eighty nine or something like that. For, you know, yeah. So. You know, come, come check us out if you're stuck on the in between shuffleboard games. Go like, guys playing. Are they, uh, you they, guys, they might, they might be good. They got a weird name. I was looking at the sketch. So, so last year when they announced that you guys were coming on, and so this is what a lot of rock voters will do. They'll they'll hear the names and they just start doing their research, right? And the research amplifies as it gets closer and closer to sale. And I can tell you what, based off of listening to your music and watching your videos and your performance you guys are kick-ass and i know that you're set on the schedule to play on uh, the atrium and at magnum Oops. twice and those are two awesome spots in the boat because they're they're just they're they're two very uh high trafficked areas and cool and people i you will you're going to be amazed by how many people will know your music when you guys get up there to play that you've never met before that's that's the power of this specific boat. Um, you know, I can't speak for the other boats, but you know, we, uh, we are all, we're kind of like musicians, all of us boaters, but like, you know, we obviously don't play, but we like music just as much as you guys. And yeah, um, I want to circle back when you had mentioned about Skinner and, and just a bunch of guys with guitars, what I'm always interested to hear, you know, you've been doing this since 85. So kudos to you and your, all your success. Do you remember the first, most memorable piece of equipment you ever bought? Ah, 
you know, the, I think I still use it. I'm not. I don't think I'm bringing it on the boat. I carry it with us driving crying when we tour. But my, I have a JCM 900 Silver Jubilee Marshall head that nice. I bought in '88 when we made our second record, and I still use it to this day. Nice. Uh, it's only been retubed once, and uh, it's it's a. And I remember I spent like a thousand dollars on it, which was a lot of money, you know, for me in 1988. Uh, and uh, I, it's, you know, I, I should take better care of it. It's sitting in the trailer right now. I should. <laughs> but it doesn't. I think it. I don't think it wants to be treated well. I think it wants to be treated like a like an amp. Like leave me alone. I'm an amp. Yeah, I want to be a real amp. <laughs> leave me alone. Uh, but um, you know, uh, I don't really have. I'm not really a gear person. Like I don't have. I have. You know, a friend of mine was friends with Dion, uh, the Dion and the Belmonts, and he told me a really great story. He goes, you know, I told Dion. I said, hey, Dion, you know, there's a tape deck over here, and uh, Buddy Holly used it, uh, and, it's, and it's up for auction. And and Dion said to him, you know, Tommy, you know who likes you know who likes that old shit? You kids. You know what I like? <laughs> shit that works. Uh, so I'm kind of the same way. I'm kind of like, I just use what works. I have a Den Electro souped-up uh, guitar. I used to use Moserites, but they're not real dependable, and they're too, they got too valuable for me if they got stolen or something or wrecked. So I buy, I buy stuff that I can use a Takamini acoustic guitar, which I absolutely love. Warren Haynes bought me my first one back in the nineties. And, oh. uh, I was using a Gibson. He was like, you gotta get a real guitar. And he got me a, a, a Takamini. Yes. And then uh, I, uh, I've upgraded that to a newer version of it. Um, and then I use a Dan Electro, a newer Dan Electro Moserite copy that I have, uh, 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 special pickups made for it. And then I have a James Burton Telecaster that I really love. That's a uh, James Burton um, Paisley Telecaster. But I just l looked at it the other day on Reverb.com and it's like $3,800. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> said, I bought it for five. And I was like, oh, I leave it at home. It might be getting too valuable. It might be a Squire Telly or something. But uh, uh, yeah, I have some Epiphones and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean... The first, I mean, my first Fender guitar amp I bought was a Fender Champ. My dad bought me, and I, 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 when they were at the movies, I blew it up, uh, making airplane noises like Hendrix and smoke start coming out of it. And I had, I had ran it down to the radio store, that place that fixed radios, and it sat there for about seven months. And my dad's like, "What happened to your amplifier?" I was like, "Oh, I, it's." Uh, yeah, I just I, I don't play it till you guys are out of the house. Like, <laughs> too loud. Yeah. yeah, I love you know I used to uh, Johnny Ramone was a friend of mine from the Ramones and uh, I used to trade baseball cards with him and I remember being with them one time when they were um, setting up a stage and they were like uh, it was in Chicago I think and they played with Northwestern University and they were gonna close their curtains. He said, uh, "Don't close the curtains. The kids the kids like to watch the gear." <laughs> I said, that's true. <laughs> Set up the gear and test the guitars and all that yeah. stuff. You know. And, and, and who would have thought, thought, like, years later, Soundcheck has become a thing, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, uh, it's it's like a coveted, if you can get in, they listen to somebody do Soundcheck and see the equipment, see them setting up. It's it's kind of neat how the music has progressed that way as opposed to just shutting the curtains. Yeah. I mean, 
I like to take pictures of pet. I probably have more pictures of people's pedal boards than of their members of their band. That's I love awesome. taking the picture of their pedal boards. Like, oh wow, that's uh, that's interesting. I like that. <laughs> so you know, it tells a lot about a person. There's going to be a lot of pedal boards on the boat. Pedal board so. psychology yeah. here. I just think reading you take into pedal people. boards and post them up on the on the screens. You know, like people's pedal boards. Like you get like a hundred. Take every every. every Guess, Everybody guess whose pedal board this is. Yeah. is it, hey, Ryan Newell. Oh, that'd be a good contest. Guess the yeah. pedal board. I like I it. I think I'll do that. I think I'll, I'll, I'll just go around and take pictures there. You know, I, I, there's this guy in, in uh, Austin that was this really – he used to play with Merle Haggard, and he's kind oh. of an older guy. I can't remember his name. Nice. And uh, he, he had only four pedals on his pedal board. And at the end of the show, I, I always ask, I go, would you mind if I take a picture of your pedal board? He goes – I would. <laughs> Very much I would. I was like, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> he said nope. <laughs> he said nope. I was not allowed to take a picture of his board. So he snapped a shot and you ran like hell. <laughs> I did not. I did not. I did yeah. Google him online though. Oh. <laughs> there was pictures of it online, but Okay. <laughs> how how have you how do you like what's your creative process because you've, you've been at it for a, such a long time and your music's awesome i just what you know what keeps you creating new music is it life experiences is it um just sitting around just playing the guitar and just something comes up like how does that process work um well 90 90 percent of it is self-help you know we had our, our first record's called scar but smarter our second one's called Whisper Teams a Lion. Our third one's called Mystery Road. The fourth one's Fly Me Courageous. Uh, a fifth one's Wrapped in Sky and Smoke. That one is not self-help. That is a uh, one of our records. Smoke is a really heavy-duty record, and it's a nervous breakdown live. I was getting divorced. And I was, I was, I was. Uh, you know, I had gone too far on a lot of different levels. Uh, and so I was like re it was before it was like before I rehab and then Rap This Guy was like post rehabby kind of things. Uh uh um but I'm really about I mean, I'm I you know, I have a song that I sing in my folk songs and it's the first song of the night usually and it's like I'm just here to sing to myself. From what I took off my shelf from under my bed until I cleared my head and I was ready to listen, you know. And I'll sing you some songs from my past to remind you of times wrapped up in rhymes of when you needed me most, like keys in a road. And I've come here to take myself back, pat myself on the back, say it's okay. I did it my way. I shot myself in the foot so I could go home, you know, nice. and then just here to sing to myself. And and if you want, you can listen. Some powerful awesome. words right there. I love it. What we yeah. do, Gravity Crying is... We don't use a set list. We nice. walk, don't know what the first song is. We walk out crowd and go, "What do you?" I'm like, I think that they need this, or my, you know, to be a little spiritual. You know, I mean, I really, I'm just kind of a, a music nerd from Milwaukee that lives in the south. But I definitely am open to uh, accepting whatever the angels give me. So a nice. lot of it, I can't explain where it comes from. You know. Um, uh, and the same thing goes for the shows. Like I don't know, I don't know 
what's going to happen. I don't, the band, that's what's incredible about Tim and Lauer and Dave. You can watch them on stage and watch them not know what the next song is going to be because they don't know what the next song is going to be. That's awesome. And they have to know 150 songs and they have to be able to <laughs> with seconds of pre. But they're channeling, like Tim, I think, channels with me sometimes. I think he knows. Sometimes, sometimes I'll be like, pick a song that I haven't done in two years and he'll look at me and I'll go, light. He goes, <laughs> and he awesome. says it. I'm like light, like a third song from our Raptor Sky record. So, you know, I think they're, you know, it usually works. You know, um, sometimes it doesn't work, but everybody's gotta, everybody's gotta have, have their head on a swivel. It's okay, you know. I know that it would. I could tell you right now that if I did the same set every night, it wouldn't work every night. No, yeah. That's why I, you know, I I stopped making set lists because I would make them at five o'clock after sound check. <laughs> the time the show rolled around, I was like, I would hit upon a song that I, I really didn't want to play, and I would play it anyway. And I was like, that was a really crappy version of that song because mm. I was throwing a little tantrum, like I don't want, I want to play Legal Gun right now, <laughs> and I'm playing it anyway. And so, you know, if 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 you're not selling it, they're not buying it. That's you know, that's mm. that that's my. And even if it's even if I'm doing something weird or psychedelic intros or something like that, if if the crowd if the people don't like it, some sometimes that's exactly what I want. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay to make people uncomfortable and then give them a, a resolution because we have enough songs that people have heard of: "Fly Me Courageous," "Honeysuckle Blue," "Build a Fire," "Straight to Hell." We have a couple that we can if if things really go south, I can always just. Bring in the ringers. Bring in the ringers. <laughs> I thought the show was sucking, but it's actually pretty good. <laughs> People are staying. They're listening. Wow. I was about to leave. I, I love how you described all that because it's a great metaphor for the experience on the boat. You just really can't go into it with a, a set plan where I need to be here at this time. It, it just doesn't work. It doesn't vibe. And it took me a couple boats to, to realize that, but you just got to go with the boat. And, you know, so there's going to be people that are just walking through the atrium when y'all are up there and just get caught in the moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to talk to the people too. Like, Hey, what do you want to hear? You know, you know, it's like, you know, I came all the way from that, from New, New Hampshire. I was hoping you were going to play, you know, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I can do that. You know, we can do, we can play every song that we've ever recorded. That's so badass. <laughs> yeah. So, if you, you know, so. And, that's, and I, I want to say too, I saw on, on, I think it was Facebook there. I think it was at maybe one of your last, most recent last shows. Um, there was a, an individual there with it appeared to be his child and, and I think the caption was next generation of fans. What yeah. is, what is that like for you as an artist being able to look out there and you might know that guy that was with his kid and now the kid and you now have done generational music. What's that like for you to see that? Well, the first thing, the first thing I think of is like, I, I'll actually be like, do you have earplugs? <laughs> <laughs> like, in on the stage, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, but 
it, it is really great. You know, there we have been getting a lot of like uh, like teenage kids. You know, like twenty, you know, fifteen, sixteen year old. I'm like, there's girls and boys that are like, I'm like, I wonder if they got they thought Noah Khan was playing. I don't. Uh. <laughs> It's like, are they confused? Uh, and uh, so it's really, it's. I think it's. I think it's great. You know, I mean, you know, hopefully we've created a kind of music that is, you know, like I say, I'm, I am singing American. I'm singing songs about an American Midwestern American kid that loved rock and roll. That had, that had Robin Trower and Bruce Springsteen and the Ramones and and I had a kiss. You know, unfortunately, my first Led Zeppelin record was Presence. Which is, I think, it now is a genius record, but it was a, there was no hits on it. My first ZZ Top record was Tejas, which was not a <laughs> not a hit record. So, you know, uh, you know, I just, you know, I um, I just love, I love, I love music, and I'm not really, I might, I identify with you, you know, I'm not, I don't know if I can identify with people in India or right. or even outside of my people who don't you know don't know the nuances of american kid but we have a we're very american midwest you know southern midwestern you know we sing a lot about things that are familiar to you you know uh songs like broken hearts and auto parts and and things like that or just straight to hell is a very universal song that i think <laughs> you know a lot of kids have heard that through their moms and dads growing up and they're you know uh, I like I say I don't. People aren't really quite sure wh- who we are, where we're from, and what what genre we're. From. We're not really from a genre, you know. I, well, you're I, about to knock the socks off of two thousand fellow boaters, brother. Um, I hope so. I hope. I hope so. I, I mean, I'm gonna. We're gonna be rocking and having fun. It's all. It's and, all that uh, matters. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, and Kevin. I'm, I want to go ahead. Amy. And last week, last week I was, uh, last week I was at uh, an event and. Um, I was talking to one of my older brother's like coworkers and he's like, Hey, when, when are you guys going on that rock boat cruise and, and who's going on it? So I pulled up the list and he goes, and he goes driving and crying. Like, I love these guys. <laughs> and, and they used bas- to be really good. He, he, he basically, <laughs> they live, they live out in Harrisburg. So he's oh, like, yeah. he's like, whenever he's like, whenever they come out here, I'm going to that, to that mm-hmm. concert. So, yeah, I love Harrisburg. It's a great your, place. Your music, your music does make it up here too. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we love Harrisburg. There's a great little art center there. We used to play that was really cool. And yep. you know, my, I love all of the Lancasters and th- things like that. You know, um, Shady yeah, I was Maple. really blessed this year. I did a lot of cool <laughs> stuff with the Indigo Girls this year. Uh, oh, nice. They took they took me out solo, and you know. Uh, I was going to be out with Jesse Malin before he had his uh, accident, so uh, his thing. But yeah, it was. Um, I do. I yeah. We uh, we would love to be go back to Harrisburg, and we probably will. But uh, you know, until then, come to the boat. That's yes. right. Come hang out. <laughs> exactly. With us. Kevin, thank you so much for finding time to swing by and chat a little bit. And um, uh, we're so blessed and so thankful, and uh, I'm super excited to see you on the boat. And uh, you know, can't wait, brother. <laughs> I Do- can't wait. There. I'm sorry I missed your thing last week. I was uh, my friend, and you know, a collective soul. Yeah. Was doing, they were down the block. They were a mile down the block, and 
and uh, my friend Edwin McCain was going to be playing with him, but he broke an axle on his car, and they were like, would you mind filling in for Edwin? He's going to be... <laughs> oh, wow. And then I was, and then Logan called me. He's like, you missed your interview. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> All right, it's okay. <laughs> oh, it's totally fine. At least you responded to the emails. <laughs> Covering yeah. for Edwin McCain, we, you know. we uh, don't hear that excuse frequently, so that yeah. is A-OK. Exactly. Do you want to tell yeah. our, our listeners, Kevin, where they can find you, social media, if they want to hear more about you and the band? Well, there's um, drivingandcrying.com. And then I have Facebook. I have a couple of different Kevin Kinney Facebook accounts. Driving Crying Facebook account is where people see us. I also have a um, I have a new record out that I, I I didn't I didn't I didn't perform on this record. But I have a new record that my wife put together. Whoa! What? And it's this, it's called "Let's Go Dance" and the songs of Kevin Kinney. And uh, it's That's got the just a compilation got, tribute it, album, right? Yeah, it opens yep. up with uh, Patterson Hood and then Alejandro Escovedo. Then nice. Reckless Eric, Elf Power, The Wigs, Aaron Ray with Seth Martin, uh, Pylon reenactment, then Jason Isabel, Violet Femmes, Shovels and Rope, Great wow. Lake Swimmers, and Shelly Colvin with Dylan LeBlanc. So that's the first. I'll be selling those records on the boat. And so Holy crap. We've been doing that a lot, too. So there's going to be four installments of that. So That's awesome. The first vinyl is, is uh, I have bought a couple. I have you know what, Kevin? You're the first artist we've had on that has committed to letting us know what piece of merch they're bringing on the boat. And we are big vinyl fans, so I've, Mer- I've got my eyes on the prize already. That's awesome. Merch I'll drop alert. Y'all, I'll bring you all a couple copies. Hey, we need to bring a record player on the boat. Make sure we got a record player. I just I think got one, another one on Black Friday, so, you know. <laughs> right. I'll bring one. I'll have one in my room. We can have a uh, record party. Love it. Awesome. Maybe we get some in. Uh, which which country are we stopping in? Is that <laughs> what's we'll our... Mexico's one. Mexico. Uh, and uh... the Bahamas, but I think that's their private island. Oh, okay. okay. So they won't have any record stores. <laughs> they might. We'll have, we'll have <laughs> to find some record stores out there. So maybe I'll bring my vinyl, a small box of vinyl collection, like my uh, my Archies and my Ramones records. <laughs> Badass. <laughs> Now and, and bring those baseball cards that you traded with uh, Joey Mar- <laughs> Ramon John, as well. Yeah, with Johnny. <laughs> John. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. I will. Well, brother, we can't wait to see you in, in well, like. Thanks for having me, y'all. I appreciate it. And yeah, uh, man. We'll, see you, we'll see you next month. Yeah. Heck can't yeah. wait to hang with you on the boat. We'll have a happy holiday season. Yes. And you keep too. on rocking in the free world. Yes, Heck yeah, brother. You too, Thank brother. you. See you, Mark. See you, Chris. See you, Amen. See you later. All right, Kevin. Take care. Ciao. Thank you.